Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius, and welcome back to the podcast. And in this podcast, I'm going to talk about the film The Irishman, directed by Martin Scorsese, and which is available now on Netflix. And I decided to do this podcast because I've had a few people on Twitter ask me my thoughts about it and ask me to do a podcast about it just to offer some of my thoughts. So I thought I would do that. This has been one of those movies that seems to be polarizing. And I'm surprised a little bit at how polarizing it's been. On the one hand, you have those who say this is a masterpiece, a brilliant piece of filmmaking. And then there are those who are saying that this is basically nothing but an extended bore, that this really this movie really offers nothing of any tangible merit, and that it's just boring. So clearly I think it's worthy of discussion. I think anything that's so polarizing can benefit from some discussion. So we'll take up that uh, take up that burden. But before we get into that, let's just talk a little bit about the movie and uh, the, its background and how it came to be made and some of the details surrounding its uh, its making. This movie is uh, is based on a novel called um, "I Heard You Paint Houses," a memoir by a an individual named uh, Frank Sheeran, S H E E R A N, and he claims to have been a mafia hitman, a contract killer for the for uh, various mafia families, principally the uh, family um, that uh, operated out of the Philadelphia area in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And uh, this movie is supposedly his confession, his memoirs, his his recounting of his life and crime from the perspective of sitting in a nursing home as an elderly man. So that's that's a little bit about what uh, you know the the kind of the the background of the movie, the premise. Now this movie apparently has been in production for many years, or it had a had uh, some fitful starts and stops, and it was directed by Martin Scorsese, and I guess Robert De Niro was the either the co-producer or the he had some principal involvement in in the movie, and it was a very expensive film. I guess I think the budget was something like one hundred and fifty nine million dollars which for a, a a drama even even a period piece drama like this that's still a lot of money a lot of money and it's one of scorsese's longest films if not his longest i think it, the running time is like 209 minutes so it's it's you know 3 hours it's a 3 hour movie so this is a big investment in time but i'm going to take the position that this movie is well worth your time I've seen it once. I probably should see it again because I think there are a lot of details here that escape the viewer's notice at, at first viewing and that merit a second view. But this is a very, very sprawling drama which take takes place over a span of decades. And it starts out with a little bit of background to this character, the Frank Sheeran character. shows He's a World War II veteran. Uh, in real life, this guy was a veteran of the North Africa campaigns, of the Italian campaigns, and he was, at an early age, um, you know, 
he, he learned how to kill. And the movie makes that clear in some of the, the, the vignettes that it shows about him just uh, shooting captured prisoners of war and essentially just becoming brutalized to violence and becoming habituated to it. And when he later worked as a truck driver after the war in the 40s and 50s, he started out, like many mafia associates apparently do, he started out being tangentially involved with organized crime, and then he gets pulled further and further into it, or he goes further and further into it as he finds that it it, it pays the bills and it, it provides a good living and a prestige for him. And this, this is really how it is. People slip into these things gradually. Basically, it shows how he starts out uh, as a delivery driver and then he begins stealing loads for the different uh, gangs. And one thing leads to another and pretty soon he's asked to do this job, he's asked to do another job and so forth and so on. And before you know it, he's doing hits. And he enjoys it, frankly. He enjoys doing it, and he makes that clear. But there are great performances in this movie. Besides De Niro, who, who uh, turns in his usual solid performance, you've just got some great, uh, just you know, just some some character actors that we're just we're really going to miss once they're no longer working. Guys like Joe Pesci, and Joe Joe Pesci is such a great such a great actor. He's just such a great actor. And you, you get the sense he's also a great guy. There was, um, just if I can just tell, tell a little anecdote about Joe Pesci. And I read this on Twitter. Someone tweeted it to someone else, and I think I retweeted it. But I hope this story is true. I think it's true. But uh, this, this, the gentleman who, who told this story says that as a kid in the 90s, he ran into Joe Pesci at an airport somewhere. And he says that uh, he went up to him. And he said, "Hey, Mr. Pesci, you're you're um, you know I saw you in Home Alone, and you were great. And can you autograph my my book or my notebook or whatever he had with him?" And uh, Joe Pesci looks down at him and he says, uh, "He says, uh, so kid, uh, who's your who's your favorite actor?" <laughs> and the kid says, "Well, you are, Mr. Pesci." And I guess Joe Pesci pulls out a hundred dollar bill and he says, "Right answer, kid." Right answer, and he gives the he gives the kid a hundred dollar bill. That sounds like such a great story, and I, I can you can just imagine Joe Pesci saying it. You know, right answer, kid. Right answer. <laughs> I hope it's true. Anyway, that's the story. But uh, Joe Pesci in this movie plays the central boss, uh, Russell Buffalino, who apparently was the one who gave the go-ahead or was the prime mover behind the alleged assassination of Jimmy Hoffa. And he does a great job. He does a great job. And all of Scorsese's regulars are in the movie. Al Pacino's in it, who does a pretty good job portraying Jimmy Hoffa. Uh, you know, Hoffa, uh, Hoffa's been portrayed previously in movies. You know, Jack Nicholson did a pretty good a pretty good job of portraying Jimmy Hoffa, I think, uh, back in the 90s. I forget which year it was, but he made a movie with uh, Danny DeVito called Hoffa. And it was a great movie, a very, very entertaining movie, very, very good movie. The only thing I would object about that movie was I, I, it, it went out of its way to portray Hoffa as some kind of working-class hero, which, in my mind, he certainly was not. You know, he started out maybe intending to do good, and he started out being a union organizer with the Teamsters, but 
once he got to the top of the pile, once his union became a, a force uh, in the national arena, he very quickly learned that he could do more and do things faster if he cut corners, if he got associated with organized crime figures. And uh, I, I just I just don't think you can really portray this guy as, a, as somehow some kind of some kind of uh, working class hero. I mean, he was he was basically a gangster. Let's face it. I mean, he was involved. He got he got mixed up with he got mixed up with ruthless individuals who were willing to do anything to make a buck. And he paid the price. He paid the price. And um, I think that needs to be kept in mind. You know, I think one of the one of the reasons why the Irishman is not so popular, especially among younger people, is I just think that in many ways a lot of the, this era is just very remote to the average viewer today, to the average younger person looking at this stuff, you know, the 50s and 60s. It doesn't really mean anything to them. You know, now it wasn't my generation either, but I think people at least maybe read a lot more about this era, uh, you know, in decades past, had a little bit more of a understanding of some of the generalities of it. But people now, you know, if you mention the name Jimmy Hoffa, nobody, nobody even knows who he is. Nobody knows who he is. Nobody cares. I just don't think that the subject matter is really designed to appeal to a lot of the younger generation now. And that's, I don't know. I think there's good and bad to that. I, I think that, um, I think good drama can always transcend its uh, temporal environment no matter what era it's from, I think people should try to look beyond that. But I don't know. I think I think the movie may have been marketed incorrectly as a as a crime drama when it really is just a drama about life in general. And for that reason alone, I think it's worth it's really worth watching. I mean, the real value here in this movie is it shows it has it, it's unified by a number of themes. The first of these themes, I think, is the passage of time. It shows the effect of time on first of all us on our bodies our on our our souls our our appearances you know there's there's just a a very distinct aging process that the the movie goes through as you see these characters as they're portrayed uh with younger bodies younger faces and then as the decades go by it shows them getting progressively older and that's done that's done very well a lot of it's done through cgi and it's effective and it it uh, makes its point and then the other theme, besides the passage of time, another theme there is the corruption, moral corruption that comes with getting involved with bad apples. When you get involved with bad people, when you get involved in criminal enterprises, when you get involved with people who are corrupt, inevitably you are going to be corrupted. You are going to be dragged down. You are, are the one that's going to end up being destroyed and dying alone in a nursing home. And this movie makes that very clear. You know, this th there are no winners in this movie. There's no, there's no celebration of of any one character's greatness here. Every single character is basically uh, reprehensible. You know, the they, they all die miserable deaths. You know, the uh, Joe Pesci character, the uh, Al Pacino, the you know Jimmy Hoffa, uh, Frank Sheeran, played by Robert De Niro. Uh, they're all they're all doomed. They're all doomed. 
And this movie really is a reflection on that reality. So those two themes, the passage of time, uh, moral corruption, and I think also uh, one of the themes here is the, the, the choices that, that men make, the choices that we all make involve consequences that we have to live with. The choices that we make trigger consequences that we have to live with. And that's made very, very clear in this movie. At, at every critical juncture, the Frank Sheeran character, the De Niro character, makes certain critical choices that send him down a certain path. Right at the beginning, he decides to dance with the Philly mob, to dance with the Philadelphia mob. He decides, he cooperates. He decides to turn his truck over to them to be looted by the mob. He could have asked for a different route. He could have he could have done things to avoid. Other drivers did, but he chose not to. He chose not, not to, and the, that decision had consequences. Later on, he decides to do certain things. He decides to uh, become the bodyguard and friend of, of Jimmy Hoffa, and that has certain consequences. He has to live with the consequences of knowing that he betrayed this guy, as much of a scumbag as Hoffa may have been. Uh, he has to live with those consequences, and all the characters do. So there's a real element of tragedy here that's very serious. It's a serious movie. This is not a movie for people expecting a fast-paced, music-infused ride like uh, Casino or Goodfellas or some of Scorsese's other movies. This is a serious drama, and it's probably best watched split into parts. You know, you can see it maybe in uh, in three, two or three sittings. If you break it up a little bit, it's a little bit easier to digest, I think. Uh, and that's how I would recommend uh, uh, seeing it but this is a very serious movie now having said all that you know there are some uh, criticisms I would have here there are some some comments some criticisms I would have I mean they're they're minor but they're things that stood out in my mind one of the things I really didn't like was Scorsese's portrayal of certain things in the script that I, I found historically inaccurate you know th there are there are some scenes here where characters mention things about uh, during the election or right after the, the election of John F. Kennedy as president, uh, he talks about how, you know, uh, we, we as an organized crime, we, uh, Joe Kennedy owes us, you know, Joe Kennedy made deals with us, Joe Kennedy was a bootlegger, Joe Kennedy did this. You know, that's, that's bullshit. That's just bullshit. You know, I've read a very detailed biography of Joseph uh, P. Kennedy, uh, the, the, the patriarch of the Kennedy clan. Joseph Kennedy was not a gangster. He was not involved. He was not trafficking with gangsters or bootleggers or uh, uh, underworld figures. That's complete. That's a myth. That's complete bullshit. He didn't have to. Joe Kennedy was not involved with organized crime. Joe Kennedy didn't have to be organized with didn't didn't have to be involved with organized crime. He was already making tons of money through his businesses. He was involved with, uh, he was involved, he, he made his money through the stock market, through uh, financial investments, uh, uh, real estate investment enterprises. He was very big in the movie industry for a short period of time. He, he started a movie production company. He made a lot of money there. He had a lot of entrepreneurial uh, things going on. He didn't need, he didn't, he would have never uh, been stupid enough to get involved in crime. But somehow, this myth has developed, which I think comes in many ways from Kennedy's detractors. And the Kennedy family has a lot of enemies, has a lot of enemies. 
And they try to, I think, delegitimize John F. Kennedy's election somehow as it was somehow due to mobsters putting him in power. That's that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Okay. So there's, there's just it's just it's just patently false. And I'm sure there are going to be people listening to this who, who are going to disagree with me about that. But that's fine. You know, everyone has their own opinion. I, I happen to think that that's just anti-Kennedy propaganda. And yeah, the old man had a lot of friends. He, he, uh, he had a lot of friends. He had a lot of contacts. And he was ruthless enough to use his friends and contacts. But he was not a, um, he was not a gangster. He was not a, a, a rum runner or a bootlegger. That's movie, movie nonsense. And I, it just irritates me to see that a little bit because I feel like that's, there's malice behind that. That's an attempt to tarnish the Kennedy name, to tarnish the family name, to tarnish the president, uh, and to try to make uh, someone who was actually a very, very, who had a potential to be a very, very good president and actually had, was a very, very good man overall and would have been a great president uh, had he lived uh, to try to drag his name through the mud. And um, I don't like it. So anyway, um, you know, that's, that's, that's a, that, but that's a minor criticism. Uh, that's a minor criticism. It doesn't really affect the movie itself. But uh, again, it's a, it's a slow film. If you're expecting rip-roaring action, uh, this is not the movie for you. But it's very much worth seeing very very much worth seeing and uh i highly recommend it i mean the it gets it gets very towards the end it gets very um very somber you know there are scenes at the end where the characters played by uh frank sheer and russell buffalino uh, uh provenzano another gangster are all convicted on various charges and they're all thrown into prison they all eventually die in prison and then there's Sheeran sitting around, puttering around, puttering around a nursing home, who becomes more and more pathetic as he tells his story. It's it's just not, uh, and he's completely alienated from his family. So this is this is the price that 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 men pay for their crimes. If you want to lead a life of crime, if you want to lead a life of moral corruption and crime and and iniquity, this is the fate that awaits you. And these are the things that I've tried to write about for those who followed my writings my books my my uh, essays these are the things that i've talked about over and over and over again so if you've been paying attention you'll recognize a lot of the themes that are that are here but uh in any case this is uh, a movie that's very much worth watching i hope you'll watch it and if you disagree with me feel free to say something in the comments section i'm more than happy to to um, to uh, take it under advisement. <laughs> all right. Uh, that'll be all for tonight. Thank you for listening. I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.